from COK Studios in Lakshmi Singh's Lavatory, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the gathering that took place in France over the weekend to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the end of World War I. We'll also consider a winter movie preview with COK's film experts Fritz Hicks and Neil Thenardier. And we'll consider that you need to climb every mountain, ford every stream, follow every rainbow, till you find your dream. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the RBG Foundation, creating a better world by making sure nothing bad ever happens to Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. To sign up for a shift to keep an eye on Ruth so she doesn't fall down and hurt herself again, visit rbg.org. And Ball Gags Etc., the top S&M superstore in the nation. Come in today for 20% off any of our holiday-themed leather hoods, chaps, or harnesses. Ball gags, etc. The safe word is savings. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. At a ceremony in Paris on Sunday to commemorate the end of World War I, world leaders made impassioned pleas for global cooperation, with several making forceful denouncements against rising forces of nationalism. It was clearly a rebuke of Donald Trump's policies and a way for the leaders of France, Germany, and Canada to show their collective unity in the face of a global environment that could splinter in much the same way that the world did in the lead-up to the First World War. While everyone else was showing unity, President Trump, meanwhile, was tweeting insults at his NATO allies and calling off a Saturday visit to an American cemetery on the site of a World War I battle in which 1,800 American soldiers were killed. It was yet another gaffe by Trump when dealing with U.S. allies and the military, and it drew sharp criticism by many on social media and in the press. Joining us now to dive deeper into the World War I remembrances in France is our international gossip reporter and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds, and World War I historian, Dr. Francis Mountbatten. Thanks for being here. Hey! Happy Armistice Day. Melissa, what were you hearing from your sources about the celebrations and memorials in France this weekend? Well, Dinah, it was like crazy somber. I think everyone was like... Totes feeling the gravity of World War One. I. I mean, they were all paying tribute to the fallen and talking about unity and patriotism. Was the tension palpable between President Trump and the other NATO leaders? Oh, totes. Emmanuel Macron and Angela Merkel were like totes hugging, and they were talking about being more globally minded and less nationalistic, which was obviously a major dig at Trump. My friend Otto's boyfriend Klaus works as a body man for Angela Merkel, and he told me that they were passing around a bag of like really nice German chocolate at the Arc de Triomphe ceremony, and they didn't offer any to Trump, even though they know he loves chocolate. (laughs) Wow, that's very telling. Dr. Mountbatten, can you give us some context around why these remembrances are important? Certainly. World War I was such a destructive conflict, and it was largely a stalemate for most of it. It also sowed the seeds for World War II, so it is important for us to pause and try to avoid making those mistakes again. But it seems as if we're making some of those same mistakes again with the rise of nationalism and President Trump's antagonistic and isolationist policies. I don't know if I understand what you mean. Trump's entire foreign policy is 
dangerously nationalistic. Well, I don't see it that way. While there are some things he could do better, I think he did a great job this weekend. Whoa, whoa. Hold on. What about when he refused to go to the cemetery because it was raining? That was, like, super weak. History actually shows us that World War I was hardly ever fought in the rain. and In fact, if there was even a drizzle, the generals called the war off that day and went inside for hot cocoa and cookies. No, there's nothing wrong with skipping something like that because of the rain. What do you want President Trump to do? Catch a cold? I don't think that's accurate at all. Uh, yeah. World War I was, like, super rainy and muddy and gross all the time. We learned about it at school. Like, the trenches were super awful. How do you know that? Records from that period are sketchy at best. Let's just agree that President Trump looked very strong and did a great job this weekend. And the other leaders were stupid and weak. Dr. Mountbatten, are you really a World War I historian? Nope. My name's Frank Brown, and I'm a reporter for InfoWars. Pew-pew! Suck it, you public radio jags! Mega! Oh my god, gross. <sighs> Indeed. Very gross. Thanks for the report, Melissa. No prob! You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to movies. There's a lot of really exciting films coming out as we approach the holidays, so we've invited entertainment reporter Fritz Hicks and documentary filmmaker Neil Thanatier to the studio to share the top movies that you'll want to go see in the next few months. Welcome back, guys. Hi, Connor. Hello. All right, let's not waste any time. Fritz, go right ahead with your first movie. Yes, yes. My first pick comes out this Friday, and it's Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. This is a hotly anticipated sequel to the first Fantastic Beasts movie that returns us to the wizarding world of J.K. Rowling. In this new installment, a young Albus Dumbledore enlists his former student Newt Scamander to help him fight the dark wizard Grindelwald. I'm a self-professed Harry Potter nerd, so this movie is right up my Diagon Alley. Oh, it sounds like it, Fritz. I'm going to be taking the whole family to this one, Connor. We'll be snacking on some dots, because they look like the jewels that Newt's pet Niffler is attracted to. As you know, Nifflers are attracted to anything shiny. Of course. We'll also have some long licorice whips that look like wands, and Birdie Bot's Every Flavor Beans. I hope I don't get earwax again. I spent the last third of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince throwing up because of an earwax-flavored bean, Connor. Ew. Neil, what's your first pick? Per usual, I am picking a film that is the polar opposite of Fritz's taste. My first pick for this winter is Enter Through the Screen Door, a breathtaking new work from award-winning hillbilly filmmaker Rufus Q. Hornswoggle. It is a very stark documentary about the men and women who work at a screen door factory in Pig's Knuckle, Arkansas. Their lives are so simple, and their work is so mind-numbing that I felt my IQ drop several points while watching this film. Is that a good thing? It is the goal of every Hornswoggle film. He seeks to bring his audience down to the lowest common denominator— it is part of the beauty of his genius. When Jethro staples his hat to his head to keep it from blowing away during a tornado, you feel the intelligence just 
drain from your body. This film can be seen in three theaters in Arkansas this weekend only, so buy your tickets now. All right. Fritz, what else have you got? Coming out on December 19th is Mary Poppins Returns. Emily Blunt takes the role as the world's most famous nanny in this new story that follows Michael and Jane Banks, who are now grown up. Michael is living with his three children in the house on Cherry Tree Lane. After Michael has a personal loss, Mary Poppins comes back into the lives of the Banks family. She is joined by a street lamplighter named Jack, played by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and an eccentric cousin named Topsy, played by Meryl Streep. Wow, that sounds like a big movie. Yes, yes. There will be lots of fun for everyone. I'm looking forward to the dancing penguins and the new song and dance routines. I'll be chim-chim-chareeing in the theater, Connor. And what snacks will you be having? All I'll be having with this movie is a spoonful of sugar. Well, it does help the medicine go down. In the most delightful way. Are you two finished with that children's movie? I have a film that will leave you speechless and breathless at the same time. From legendary Belgian filmmaker Jessica comes the longest time-lapse film ever made. Curdle is the story of a glass of fine Belgian goat's milk on a counter. Over an excruciating seven hours, you watch it slowly warm up and then curdle. The anticipation as you wait for the curdling is truly one of the most visceral feelings that I have ever had in my life. Jessica has created a true masterpiece that rivals her other time-lapse films, Steep, Rot, and Drying Paint. Sadly, this film will not be available in the U.S. until February, and then only in select theaters near Stockton, California. There's a large Belgian population there, I'm told. All right, well, that sounds good. Really quick, guys, just a couple more picks. Don't miss Aquaman on December 21st, and the Dick Cheney movie starring Christian Bale, Vice, coming out on Christmas Day. Nothing says Christmas like a movie about the Bush administration. Right. Neil? I would like to recommend two other films. Yak Men of the Wild and Pizza Hut 1996 Employee Training Video. Both are simply stunning works of art. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming by and sharing your movie picks with us. Not at all. No problemo, Connor. That was entertainment reporter Fritz Hicks and documentary filmmaker Neil Thanadier. Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins. Kudos to Geraldine Billington in Philadelphia, who got out of bringing anything to her family's Thanksgiving dinner next week. You've burnt the rolls, made inedible pies, and brought canned green beans, so now you get to just enjoy the dinner without doing any actual work for Thanksgiving. That's a big little win to be thankful for. Our other big little win comes from our own Trevin Motley, who has seamlessly made the transition from Starbucks fall-themed lattes to their holiday-themed lattes. Winter is coming, and we know it can be difficult to make the change, but your example gives everyone something to shoot for. Well done, Trevin! If you or someone you know has a big little win, share it with us on Facebook or Twitter. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us for breaking news on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. 
If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do it at iTunes or at Stitcher.com. This week's episode is dedicated to the late, great Stan Lee, who died on Monday at the age of 95. Stan created some great characters, including Spider-Man, X-Men, and my favorite, Iron Man. We'll miss you, Stan. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. It also sowed the seeds of war two. <laughs> war two. Electric Boogaloo. War two. The search for Curly's war. gold. No war two furious. Two. War two. The warkening. The warkening. The world. War two. Back in the habit. <laughs> world war two. Back in the habit. Back in the trenches. Rambo oh. first blood. War two. <laughs>